Thanks to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode of Market Foolery. You can get a free 30-day trial. Just go to audible.com slash fool. It's Thursday, May 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker and Bill Mann. Welcome, gents. How are well, you? Thank you. I'm good. As you pointed out just before we started taping, it's food truck day huh. here over. They basically shut off traffic in front of the entrance of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and food trucks galore are going to be down there. How can every day not be food truck day? It really should. Well, you know, we, in, in some cities, in yeah, some parts yeah. of the world, it is. The developed world, Full right. outside of Alexandria, just yeah. not here. The Full HQ neighborhood, I would not describe as being particularly soulful. Although, uh, you, you've, generally. Got, you've got to train some people on food trucks. When they're not used to them, they think, oh my, I'm not having food out of a truck. Did, did you See, I grew up in Philadelphia. Yeah. The not, Roach not Coaches. in Philadelphia, but close enough. And yeah. there are plenty of food trucks there. So, to me, it seems like a natural, one of the more natural ways to be eating food is right. out of a truck. Parker came up on the hard streets of Philly, and don't you forget it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, in Maine, a lot of food trucks in Maine? Uh, not when I was growing up, no. There are probably, probably more now. So, when, when did you first see them? Uh, you know, when I went to the gritty streets of Philadelphia in your neighborhood. No. Let's move on, because we've actually got some business news to get to. We've got some earnings. We've got some, probably some overdue news from Walmart. But let's start with Kohl's. Uh, and Kohl's first quarter is, uh, among other things, a reminder of why uh, malls have been slowly dying uh, over the last decade or so. And Bill Barker, we were talking about this earlier this morning. This is one of those general retailers uh, that is struggling right now for a variety of reasons. And and mall one traffic. being lack of sales, <laughs> lack yeah. of sales, yes, and mall traffic being one of them. Yeah. I I think as I heard you describing this, you seem to be searching for words, and one of the words that I think you were looking for was yikes, <laughs> and. That is because, okay, so let's talk about the stock before we talk about the company, but it's down 45% in the last year. Uh, it's had negative returns over whatever period you want to talk about, last three, five, 10, even 15 years. You, you have lost money over the last 15 years in this company on an absolute basis and not even factoring in inflation. And it is really putting an ex- exclamation point on that today. Uh, it is is being, as a lot of other people are, undermined by the competition from Amazon and the lack of new foot traffic in, into malls, um, and a once proud, growing, reasonably steady, growing company is in really hard times now, and I don't know what it has that's going to differentiate itself from the four or five other similar-looking things that are doing yeah. basically just as badly. I mean, it's not doing any worse than Sears. There's some super is, good news. No, yeah, very few. I, I mean, I think that as we think about how we invest, one of the shifts that we've made over the over over the last few years is we are very, very careful with with companies that have the ability to be displaced by technological companies. Because I think one of the things that you can it wasn't clear in two thousand and nine or two thousand and ten, but it is fairly clear now that between Amazon and Facebook, uh, you know Google, even these companies have an unbelievable amount of pressure being put on their 
revenue side, basically the the fuel by which everything else can be you know can be derived for the for these companies. And I don't see that pressure lightening up. I mean, do you do you think that do do you think that this is a trend that could reverse itself? That people say, you know what, I really miss going to the strip mall. I think that the margins is. The, I think that they can probably keep selling things. Uh, and compete against Amazon on price, since Amazon is willing to basically not make money on selling things. Um, for the time being. For the time being, and the time being has lasted a long time. Yeah. And those that want to compete against them on that are not used to a business plan that involves no profits on large percentages of their sales. So For a long period of time. I mean, they've dealt with irrational competitors before, but what Amazon's doing is rational it, it's it is it's working. working out very well and it is going to have fewer and fewer competitors as the years go by let's move on to jack in the box second quarter profits came in higher than expected and they're really looking good at the namesake restaurants and and even better at qdoba you have to wonder how much of the chipotle Problems have benefited Qdoba. I was just looking at Jack in the Box earlier, and I, I giggled a little bit when I looked at the two headlines. One was earnings results, and then the one right before that was McDonald's all-day breakfast really harming Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jack in the Box has an answer today, my friends, yes, and Jack. it is not so much. Yes, and it, to go back to the stock. Shares up fourteen percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, down over the last year. Uh, Jack in the Box has had an incredible run. I mean, they were over the last five years. It has been a very, very strong performer. They've they've renovated. They've changed how they do business, both in the front of store, the back of the store. I mean, their supply chain is good. This is a well-run company, and it kind of always has been a well-operated company. But they've really figured things out on you know on on the advertising and marketing side as well. I think. Well, and it one of the things that uh, is going on here that is really not going on in retail. And I'm sure that if we had asked ourselves this question, what's a better company, Jack in the Box or Coles, five or ten years ago, we would have said Coles. But nope, nope, I wouldn't have. You know why? Ten years ago. All right, go why? Because I would have been right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to so, give myself so credit we, for being stupid ten so, years ago. I want to be right. So anything that we ask you right now, we can check ten years ago, and you will have been right. Absolutely, cool. Yeah. People note that <laughs> and invest <laughs> accordingly. Make a note today. of that and hey, get look. and get into the Google Time Machine. Okay, I'm, so I'm I'm a, I'm a professional. So here's consistency. I'm looking at uh, how Jack in the Box does against restaurants, and as you pointed out, Bill, uh, it's had a great five-year run, less great in the last 10 or 15 years. But what do I mean by that? Over the last 15 years, Jack in the Box has compounded earnings by 11.8%. Not earnings, sorry, the stock has returned 11.8% over a 15-year period, which is great. Restaurants as a group have returned 14%. So you are in the right place if you're in restaurants. Restaurants have returned. Talk about consistency. Fourteen percent compounded over the last fifteen years. Fourteen percent over the last ten. Fifteen percent over the last five. Thirteen percent over the last three. So nothing is. This is not. Oh, we're looking at today and we're seeing how great things have been recently. Yeah. This has been an ongoing trend that 
whereas retail has been changed in the last 15 years to the worse if you were a bricks and mortar retailer the you know expansion of dual income families etc other demographic trends mean more and more people eat out uh, more and more of the time and this has not changed and it has not ended and jack in the box has been one of the many who has benefited from this one of the things i think is really interesting a thing about that though is that comes in the face of grocery stores really changing their business plan to being to being in in-home meal replacement as well you go to fresh market whole foods uh kroger um any number of them and 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 they are all about here is a full complete meal you know as if you are buying from a restaurant and taking it home so yeah, it's been a really good. Uh, it's real. It's been a really good segment to be in, and there have been some. Uh, there there have been some really good operators, and and Jack in the Box is one of them. And also, it's interesting because there are a number of restaurants within that segment that have done not very well at all. That were somewhat prominent 15 years ago, and are now much less so. But as you said about uh, Qdoba, I, I think one of the obvious likely beneficiaries of Chipotle would have been uh, Qdoba and Jack in the Box. Panera has done really well over the last uh, two quarters. Again, yep. likely because it's getting some traffic uh, from people who are staying away from Chipotle because uh, they they have not yet returned. Little small batch artisanal data though. The lines at Chipotle are growing again. I've noticed. Have you noticed? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, but yeah. To, uh, to, I want to go back to something that you had touched on earlier because I, I think I think you're both right in terms of thank God woo! a first <laughs> yes was right ten years and ago. you know what and you're wrong <laughs> whatever you're going with um, certainly the last six months what we've seen with Chipotle spilling over and other restaurants benefiting that is true but I think part of what we've seen with Panera Bread over the last two quarters is the uh, improvement in operations and the Panera 2.0 initiative starting to pay off. And uh, Bill, man, you're absolutely right about Jack in the Box as an operator has been stellar, yeah. and at both because there there was a brief stretch there where Qdoba's results and Qdoba they Jack in the Box owns fewer Qdoba restaurants than it has namesake Jack in the Box restaurants, but there was a stretch there maybe three or four years ago where Qdoba's results, which do get broken out separately, were so much better than Jack in the Boxes. That there, you did hear some talk of. Well, you know, that's I mean, that's the, the anchor. That's yeah. the reason to own Jack in the Box because of Qdoba. But really, over the last couple of years, the Jack in the Box restaurant results themselves have been very strong. Yeah, I, and I think that Chipotle has been good at this. Chipotle, if you remember, was part of McDonald's for a, a long period of time, and Chipotle really spent that time learning from McDonald's certain certain efficiencies, and I think that they've applied them very well and. From what I ascertain has gone on at Jack in the Box corporate wide, they've done the same thing. They've taken some of the learning from Qdoba and said, where can we apply this within the business as a whole? And to great success and congratulations to them for it. Walmart has announced the launch of Shipping Pass, which is an annual service that guarantees delivery in two days for a fee of $49. They had to do it sometime. They had to do it sometime. I'm a little surprised that maybe this didn't bubble up, say, I don't know, four or five years ago, when it was clear that Amazon Prime was becoming 
enough of a success that Amazon was focusing more and more of its attention on that service. Yeah, are they wrapping up their blockbuster killer into uh, into the package? <laughs> you know, the their their vi- their online video service is they that did. is that part of it? That's right. I had forgotten that. I I don't know. You remember they went after Netflix? But I do I do remember. Like you are now reminding me that Walmart did have their foray into video. Yeah, and people got nervous and. Netflix got beaten down, and once again, when everyone talks about the next Amazon or the next Netflix, usually a pretty good time to go back and look at Amazon and Netflix again, because it means that people may be nervous about something, and nervousness tends to drive bargains. Let me quote directly from a story on USA Today's website. Walmart has been making aggressive moves to increase its e-commerce presence and digital services, shutting hundreds of stores while it upgrades others and improving the overall shopping experience for customers. They're being aggressive, but it, it seems like they're not being aggressive enough, and they certainly haven't been doing it quickly enough. No, but there, there's still time. I think they are. It's a huge company. <laughs> a huge company, and they're still profitable. And and if anybody can pull off uh, being able to deliver, so I was had reason to be in a Walmart uh, recently, which had it had been a while since I'd been in one, and it was boy staggering to me uh, because I th- I'm, staggering of how big it was. Or? Yeah, yeah, it, it was bigger than the ones that I had previously been into, and I don't know. I think it was a superstore or something like that. But I think they were basically selling all the things you can buy on Amazon. Yeah, in this store, in this one store, it was uh, like the size of Cleveland. They had all this. The, one store. They were selling all the stuff. Right, and yeah. so I, I think that they have the inventory to make it conceivably. I don't know that they've got the infrastructure in in line right now uh but they are in enough places that they could be delivering to you in two hours uh much better than amazon could i would think if that were their goal if that's what they decided to be and maybe that's what they need to decide to be uh, because it's uh, remarkable that amazon can get you as much as they can in two days and sometimes on the same day but walmart i think has got certain category advantages the last time I was in a Walmart, I had a similar experience to you in terms of the size, and I was so thankful that they have the greeters up front because I was I was clearly deer in the headlights. You were lost immediately. I was lost immediately. Yeah. I said, "Please, just point me in the right direction," and they were very helpful. So that's you know, it's good that they have them there. They are, they're trying to avoid irrelevance, and I think this is the right move for them. I mean, I think that this is the, the this is what they absolutely have to do but you know to go back to what we said earlier do we believe that that a walmart is going to see more pressure or less pressure going into the future from online sales and i think it's it's you've got to say more yeah but in in walmart's uh, in, in the plus column for them, they are used to competing on price. I would not uh, unlike, want to be. I would not want to be one of the companies that's trying to compete both with Walmart and Amazon right now. So Coles. So, want- for example, <laughs> to go back Macy's. to the beginning, yeah, uh, Macy's. Did you see that their their CEO just blew off their conference call? Just didn't wasn't there. Really? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, is, does the CEO normally attend? I mean, not every company. I mean, when Amazon has a call, I don't think Jeff Bezos is ever on that. So, but but A- not, Amazon, yeah, 
Macy's. You're saying he can afford to skip it because I think he ought to be in, there. In general, he's he doing might well. have wanted to be there for this one. Yeah, it wasn't a very good one. Yes. Yeah. No, wanted to. No, I think he wanted to be exactly where he was, but yeah. probably ought to have been. This is this is where you know that's why you get paid the big bucks to <laughs> take the heat on the quarterly conference call. Thank you to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode of Market Foolery. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 250,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, fiction, nonfiction, periodicals. Great to listen to if you're stuck in traffic, if you're doing stuff around the house, you're commuting, what you know, you're at the gym. And for our dozens of listeners, Audible is offering a free 30-day trial. Just go to audible.com slash fool and just start sifting through the hundreds of thousands of titles and you can download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash fool. Doesn't have to be just business books, by the way. Obviously we talk about business books now and then, but I was just clicking around looking at uh, Born Standing Up, nice Steve Martin's book, which is read by Steve Martin himself, and uh, the that's a good. One. Have you ever read any of Steve, Mar- Steve Martin's work? I've read. I have not read that one, but I have read some of his work before. Yeah, what have you read? It's fantastic. Some of his like New Yorker yep. uh, yeah. stuff. He's a great writer. Yeah, what, He's a great what writer. do you think is the best match between someone who's narrated a book and the book itself? I mean, I think that Steve Martin doing Steve Martin's pretty solid. Oh, uh, who's read reading his own material? No, no, no. Like just a, a narrator matched he, with. Are you going with Samuel L? I think you I think. may have to go with Samuel L. Samuel Jackson. L. Jackson reading um, the well, heartwarming classic. Go the go go the, go the, <laughs> go the f to sleep. Now available on Audible. Which is if, if, if we were talking about that before. Is that available? Yes, it is. Samuel L. Jackson. So let's talk about. Reading. So are you on the on the web page right now for the. I can pull it up. On your, I, I just want to throw out one more thing in terms of readers. So I'm, I'm looking at, at the, okay. the splash page, and so there's a, a woman who's lying down in what appears to be, I don't know, a Martian or lunar landscape or something, uh, but also at the beach. And I'm not, I guess that she's being taken away to this foreign planet while that, hanging out, listening to Audible on the that's beach. That's a great place I, to listen to a book. You're lying out on the beach, you're relaxing, you're in a hammock, you're in your backyard, just sit I think back. you're asleep pretty soon then, that way. You know that's the great thing that's about right. audio books. That's why Much you should like, no, you need to stay awake because then you got to rewind. So uh, take them in the car. I say okay. unless they put you to sleep, in which case please don't, please don't, <laughs> please do, do anything please don't. else. You fall asleep easily listening to audiobooks. Please don't drive. But you touched on something that that I noticed when I was clicking around an Audible site, which is you've got the books that are narrated by the author themselves. So Steve Martin, and that is a great example. Steve Martin um, reading his own stuff. But then you've got Books that are read by someone else. Uh, the Boys in the Boat, which is the the New York Times bestseller uh, about the I think it's the 1936 uh, U.S. Olympic rowing team, narrated by the, the late great actor Edward Herman, who's just got a phenomenal voice. And for and we're I'm, I'm assuming we have I know I've listened to these in my home. I'm assuming you have in yours as well because we all three of us have human children. Uh, the Harry Potter series. Spectacularly um, done. Read by, I'm blanking on his name, but Spectacularly the, just does done. so many great. His last name's Dale. I want to say Norman Dale, but that's the coach in the movie Hoosier, yeah. so that's not it. So, anyway. <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. Anyway, just go to audible.com slash fool, get a free 30 day trial. Can we talk about your trip to New York City for a second? I, I guess. Sure. Right. So, you were in New York City earlier this week. True. Doing, doing a media tour. Talking about full funds and the work that you do. The media has been clamoring to get me on. They have. They have. They have. Clearly, there are producers 
and journalists in New York City who have listened to you here on Market Foolery and said, can we get Bill Barker here? Right. Can we get him up here in New York City? And apparently the answer was yes. I Yes, I was available. for. Uh, it was a limited time engagement. Now, Where are you going with this? Well, where I'm going with this is... Um, is when I'm on Bloomberg, do I go off topic as frequently and yes, relentlessly as the podcast? Yes, you're on Bloomberg Radio. First of all, you're cheating on me with Bloomberg Radio of all entities, <laughs> which I'm fine. I'm, you know, you you want to talk about full funds and the great work you guys are doing there? That's fine. You can go to Bloomberg.com. You're just full of advertisements today, aren't I'm, you? <laughs> it's full I'm, funds, Audible. That's all you need in life. Those two entities. And and but and but, no Bloomberg Radio. <laughs> but but when you're on Bloomberg Radio, yeah. you're not. I'm guessing you're not digressing. You're not going off topic, Charlie Pellet. No, tell you there's this. no, there's no time. There's no time. No. I mean, it's it's like right. It, it, in most places, you have to be. You have to hit your mark, right? Yes. It's not. Like, yeah. Those guys are pros, right? I was gonna say that's ac- <laughs> that's actual live radio. You know, if I go off topic for 15 seconds, then they, I'm going to be interrupted with traffic and weather. Yeah. So yeah, I I'd be and probably not invited they, back. This is the only place that you can consistently spend half to three quarters of your time off topic and never be invited back. Um, d- Could be my last show. <laughs> might, that was a gauntlet. Being no, if Bloomberg ass- gets hold of this, there, and I'm not going to be allowed back on there either. I'm, I'm assuming that their studio, just the surroundings, was nicer than no, this. not really. Really? No, it was much smaller. Okay. The, well, the one that I was in, I'm sure they've got others. Um, this was. They look like study carols in a university almost. It was a little bit. It was much more like the old fool radio studio. Yeah, it's in really terms interesting. Of size and dark. This is fairly bright. Every bit know. of equipment that you would you would ask for. I mean, it's very professionally done, but the the studios themselves are almost like study booths. Did any of the producers um, have the charm uh, and je ne sais quoi of Dan Boyd, our man behind the glass? Yeah, I don't speak German, but yeah. um, yes, the answer is no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure they all do, in case anybody wants to have me back on. It's an unlikely event. An unlikely event they don't, we're sending Dan Boyd your way. Are we still recording? We're not necessarily uh, going to provide this part. Let's, uh, audience, are let's we? go to the food trucks. Bill Mann, Bill Barker, thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.